The heart and soul of archetypal somatics is through inner work. We enter soma and discover what's there, what's been hidden, and what wants to emerge right now so that it can be held by our conscious awareness. Join me for one-on-one coaching. You can also find other coaches on my website and let's journey together. Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. I'll apologize now if my voice is a little funny from being uh, under the weather a little bit, but hopefully uh, this will all sound okay. And uh, I'm really happy you're here. If you're new to this podcast, I'm not always under the weather. Um, I always encourage you to go back and scroll through the topics, pick out ones that jump out at you that uh, or that that repel you, honestly, if something is there and you read the title that I came up with and you feel kind of um, rejecting of the content, uh, that might be, a, you know, a little leak of some shadow and not to push you to that. You certainly don't have to do that. But if you want to, that's a good way to start noticing where our shadow is, you know, things that we don't want to look at, things that we don't, and it doesn't mean you have to look at it. Um, and it doesn't mean it's always shadow. It could like be discernment. You could be thinking that's not content for me right now. The difference is with discernment, there's not a load. Usually there's not a big load around it. Like, like, ah, you know, drama around it. It's just sort of like, yeah, I don't feel like listening to that or something. Anyway, um, the topic today is around, well, it's, it is kind of similar to this. I wanted to talk about the language of pop psychology and, um, self-help a little bit in terms of being a way to disempower, not empower. Um, there's a lot of help that isn't help that could be disempowering. And in terms of discerning, this is what we want to kind of learn. We want to learn what we are consuming and if it's helping to empower us to meet our challenges or if it's helping us to kind of hang out in a victim place or um, I, I mean, the word victim I know is so triggery for so many people. Like the, when I say victimy or victimhood or being a victim, 
I'm really talking about the disempowered state of being um, not able to meet your challenges, whatever they are. Uh, an empowered person who has been wounded can meet the challenges, even if I'm strapped to a gurney and half unconscious, because I'm still empowered by my um, my soul. So, uh, you know, I, I guess there's something going on where where I'm I'm recording and I'm reflecting on the things I'm saying and I'm and I'm and I'm wondering if sometimes I sound uh, flip, and I am kind of a flip person. You know, I tend to say things even if I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm pretty careful. I don't talk about a lot of hot topics because they are inflammatory and I'm not into polarizing. I I don't get a lot out of it. I don't I don't um I don't get concerned with other people being stuck in a polarized place. I just have an ability to to notice it and um but I do hope that if I come off flip sometimes that you can give me a little um slack for that uh my intentions are always you know in the best place to help us all get more conscious and and empowered so where was I being under the weather is funny cuz it makes me kind of like under the waterline so the victimhood, the the something's wrong with me way of getting help or seeking help, the coming from a place of I've got problems, there's something wrong with me, there's something wrong with my style of love, I've got to start labeling, I'm a this disorder or that disorder, I even sound like bratty the way I'm talking about it, but this is the kind of stuff that that um, makes me cringe or makes me go nuts. You know, when I read well-meaning doctors and psychologists say things like trauma leads to dot, dot, dot. Trauma causes this, like as if this equals that in all cases. And, And it's not like they're doing it on purpose. It's that the culture has this idea about an expert. An expert knows things. An expert knows what causes what. An expert can give you the answers. An expert can tell you, um, an expert has studied trauma and knows that trauma has these statistics and it does that. So the only problem with that is that uh, and, and most doctors know this now, if you diagnose, if you give somebody six months to live, They're going to live for six months because the authority from this so-called expert is enough to cast a spell and make you believe. So when you read a book that has some theory that tells you this is how this is your style and this is going to be a problem for you in relationships because your style is this way, it is going to work on your unconscious and there's going to be because it's been published in a book. It has some authority, even if you're like me and a total rebel. And every time somebody says something, you go, oh, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. You know, even if you're like the dude, even if you're like that, 
there's still something that can happen in the and I happen to be pretty impressionable so I've noticed where I've taken on spells that I don't necessarily consciously believe so the, the other thing is these um you know safe spaces and getting safe um getting security you know making the world kind of cozy and comfortable it's just not like that and it's not gonna be like that and it's not getting easier we we want to rise up to the challenge like ninjas we want to be psychological ninjas we want to be able to discern we want to stay empowered we don't want to stand in front of somebody who supposedly has power over us like a judge or uh you know, authority in some way, a lawyer, a head of something, a CEO, and and think or unconsciously have a belief that that means they know more or have more power than me. That's really one of the main problems with oppression and and fighting in different groups of people in governments is this idea that somebody's got more power than me. So that stuff's got to go. So sometimes I, I think of it as like the God voice, you know, this expert has this God voice. They've done the, they've done the research and then everybody loves the, it's a bestseller. It's a bestseller. This, this psychology, pop psychology, self-help book until, you know, like the Beverly Hills diet is a great example. This everybody was eating watermelon. It's like, let's just eat watermelon all day long and then we'll, get healthy, which is weird because it kind of came back around with the raw food people. They were all into watermelon. Anyway, that lady died. She, she died really young. So her like, you know, amazing diet that was a bestseller wasn't so healthy after all. So this is the way we want to look at where we are now all the time. And I'm not telling you to be a skeptic and doubt every person my suggestion is to develop the BS meter and discernment and, tr you know, find people that you trust that, um, and then the main thing is learn your own skills of decoding reality so that, so that you are knowing when you're being handed a plate full of of disempowerment you know the the path if the path is disempowered if you have to rely on the guru for the rest of your life whether it's your priest or your cult or your um you know yoga teacher whoever it is if it's set up if your hierarchy your doctor if it's set up the hierarchy for you forever to be reliant on somebody that isn't you, that that's got some um, disempowered ingredients in it. And and you know, I, this isn't a compassionless program. I'm suggesting that you get on where you become empowered, even if you're wounded. This is this is fierce compassion. This is real love. This is, if you go to, you know, the wisdom traditions around the world, there's not some task that's all cozy where we get all safe and then we get all cozy and then we, 
we, you know, develop ourselves. It's the hero's journey is fraught with trials that are lonely, that I'm alone on this path and I am, you know, really marching my way through this burning landscape in order to receive the boon. And it's like that because that's how the soul grows. The soul grows, does does not grow. The soul does not grow from getting everybody to behave in a safe way for me. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to go off too much on this, but so much of the legal system, the criminal justice system, it's just, it's just piling rules upon rules upon rules that change, you know, then the next person gets into office and then those rules change and they're not that great rules. Most of the rules are not that great. You know, they're not, they're, they're in order to keep people. And the reason that the rules are there is because when there aren't rules in the age of quarrel, Kali Yuga, people tend to devolve and do things like chop, steal, lie, cheat, murder, you know, people, when nobody's looking, when, when the eye is not watching a lot of people, there tends to be this de-evolution. So if you want to have a good reality and not be in a bad simulation where the eye is watching you behave really well, start discerning your reality And the universe likes to part the waters for people on a path like that, likes to make the way very discernible, very visible, not necessarily easy. You might be parting an ocean of fire, but it will be clear which way to go. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.